Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Let me say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for a new day, for the week gone by and this week that lies ahead. We thank you for the restful weekend. We thank you that you draw us to you, Lord. In your restful waters, you lead us and you revive our drooping spirit to raise us up once again. You bid us come, draw and drink again from you. And every time we come to you, you fill us. That we are filled in our spirit with your revelation, but more so with your presence, your glory that goes with us everywhere. And you reveal to us your ways that are much higher than our fleshly ways. So that when we walk with you in the spirit and we live by the spirit, then we do not engage in those low fleshly ways. But when we learn <clears throat> and when we receive, when we learn and when we understand the ways of the spirit, what you are teaching us through your word, and how to apply it in our lives, Lord. Then we are able to walk in that abundance that you have planned for us. Plans to prosper us and not let us come in harm's way, which is only possible if we walk in the flesh, because the phrase of the flesh are ways of sin and death. We thank you, Father, that you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. Every time we come to you, you call each of us by name to be with you, one in the spirit. We share that same peace and joy, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family, with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group, especially those that are critically ill and hospitalized this day or will undergo any kind of procedures. We share your peace and joy, Lord, also with those that are Christians and do not yet personally know you, and all those that do not want to know you have turned away from you. We ask, Lord, that you quicken their spirit this day. That their eyes be opened to see your truth and your glory. But as they draw to you, Lord, you draw nearer to them as well. And it is your truth and your spirit that sets them free. So as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our lifter of men. The one who makes every kind of parched land a pool of water. Every life that is void and formless, you give it shape. You bring about a new creation. The God of Abraham who honors faith, the God of overflow and miracles. The God of multiplication. And we pray in the name of your son Jesus. The one who came, who paid the price of our atonement. That we might be rid from sin. And we might be prepared to receive our gift of salvation. The gift of life. Freedom from death and sin. The one who is our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification and our redemption. He is the Lord who heals. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the one who heals our backsliding, the one who makes those revelations real to us, the one who changes the times and seasons, 
the spirit of the creator, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of light, the spirit of truth. The one who has made his tabernacle within our body now raises it to life in the spirit. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit. You have blessed us with the gift of prayer where we can legally authorize you to step into any circumstance. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels with destiny help us. You have blessed us with every physical provision, roof over our head, food on our table. You have blessed the work of our hands. It is you who brings about the increase in our land. We thank you, Father, that it is you who have blessed us with every gift that we need, including every spiritual gift, that we might prosper in the spirit as well as in the flesh. We thank you, Father, for the love that you have for us that is unchangeable and is infinite. And we thank you that you renew your mercy for us every day. You do not give up on us. We thank you, Lord. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. We also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the same blood of Jesus. That blood that has won all victories. We put on the angels that you have given us, Lord, ministering spirits, ministering to us. And we dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters or spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption from all of these in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus for these, your people, Father. We also proclaim and herald the power in our spoken word by proclaiming your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11 that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of our mouths this day and it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it, when we send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life, the power of life on our tongue. Thank you, Jesus. <coughs> Yesterday, marking the close of Christmas celebrations, which a lot of people commonly know as the 12 days of Christmas and this culminates in the feast of the epiphany. Today I'd like to reflect on what does that epiphany mean for you? Is it just the story of three kings that came there? Or were they kings? But more importantly, why? Why is this recorded in the Bible? And I was, as I was reflecting on it, there were a few things that came to mind. Epiphany is the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles. This was the first audience that he had with the outside world 
other than his parents. Local shepherds came and wise men from other countries also came following a star. So I'll just touch upon a few things that were brought to light for me as I reflected on this incident as recorded in the Bible. <clears throat> and the first thing is that the Bible tells us that Jesus came as a Christ for the Jews. Now you see him mentioning that in Matthew 15 verse 24. But if you look closely, this first audience that he had with the outside world were not chief priests, were not Pharisees, and were not kings of Israel. In fact, it was lowly shepherds from the surrounding areas and wise men that came from other countries, Gentiles, non-Jews. So even though you might think that he was sent for the Jews, this very incident makes it, this scene makes it very clear that he came for Jews and Gentiles alike, and he draws them alike to himself. Anyone that discerns his call through a revelation and comes to him will be saved. We see that in Romans 10, 9 and 10 as well. Whosoever, it says there. Today we call it a light bulb moment. When something transpires, suddenly it comes across in our mind. When I think of the wise men, they had a star moment, much bigger than a light bulb. Number two, he chose to reveal himself to those who were open to receiving him. When you look at the shepherds, they were not knowledgeable in scriptures. They were humble. More importantly, they were receptive. So when they received the message, they came. And then you look at the wise men. And these were not Jews now. The Jews were not open-hearted towards him. The learned men that had studied scriptures, that had studied the prophecies, and knew and were waiting for the Christ to come, and yet were not open. The Gentiles were wise, discerning, and humble as well. So they got to see him, but Herod and his wise men didn't. Number three, we reflected this, we reflected on this the other day about God revealing his plan to his prophets before he moves. You see the foretelling throughout the Old Testament that the Messiah will come. He even revealed this information to the adversary, King Herod and his wise men. When you read about this incident of the star, by the way, the star is only mentioned in the Gospel of Matthew. So when you in Matthew chapter 2, when you read Matthew chapter 2 from 2 to 4, you see the wise men came to Herod and inquired about where the new king was born. So Herod was made aware, the adversary now was made aware. And even he couldn't do a thing about it. 
God revealed his plan not only to his prophets, he forewarned even the enemy to say, here is the Christ. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 2, you see that the wise men asked about the newborn king of the Jews. Now, these men may have possibly come from Persia, because when you say Magi, these are generally, generally astrologers, people that studied stars, astronomers as well. And wise men from Persia at the time were renowned for that. Or they may have even been from, from other eastern countries. The Bible just said the star rose from the east. It doesn't record. It doesn't record in the gospels where these men came from. However, when we look at his prophecies, especially the one in Psalm 72, it mentions Sheba, Seba, and Tashish. And it is possible that they may have come from there or maybe from some other countries. But the question is, how did they know about the king to be born in Israel? Did they have the ancient scriptures of the Hebrews? How did they know? And more importantly, they may have started their journeys days or months in advance from their countries by land, by road, riding their camels, is what it says. That again comes from the prophecies. But they would have been riding their carts or their camels or horses, possibly, and they may have started days ago. But how did they know about the king of the Jews that this star meant? There was even no internet in those days. One possibility is the relationship and trade between the Jews and some of these countries at the time. For example, between King Solomon and the kingdom of Sheba, trade ties through ships with Tarshish that may have led to sharing of some of the ancient texts and prophecies. Some also think that the information may have been passed across during the captivity of the Israelites in Babylon, where there may have been a sharing of literature. But these men likely studied the stars and discerned that there was something special. A revelation was given to them and they picked it up. Likewise, you might also be receiving signs. Are you picking those? Are you discerning them? What about the star? What does it mean to you? The star is revelation. The coming of his light in your life. Remember, John 1 says that he is the light and the light that came into the world. And in the older days, the stars generally symbolized royalty, kingship. One possible interpretation there is also of angels. Because when you look at Revelations 12, when you look at uh, the reference to the dragon, dragging a third of the stars with his tail. Revelations 12 verse 4. 
possibly an angel as well. But you could even look at it as a source of light. And when you first hear of him and he draws you, you will seek him. And only on seeking him will you find him. That's Jeremiah 29, 13. Did that happen to you? And did it happen here as well? Yes, it did. That star drew the three wise men towards him. When you look at his light in our own lives, that is what draws people towards him. A revelation that brings quickening in the spirit. Where people come to him, not exactly understanding why and what, but they are just drawn. And when you look closely here, he didn't differentiate between poor shepherds or rich wise men who came with expensive gifts. To him, all are the same. And he came for all. And it is this revelation of his light that guides you to reach him and gain salvation. It is up to us to follow him. To follow that star in our life until we reach him. And that's where it stops when we have reached him, knowing that that is the destination. The question is, will you receive him as the humble shepherds and the humble wise men? Or will you receive him as a proud king saying, I am a Jew? If you look closely at the text here, he chose... In Matthew 2, he chose not to reveal himself to the latter. How are we approaching him? Are we saying, I am a Christian? When asked the question, do you believe in Jesus? Or are we really looking at what is the extent of our belief and our faith in him? And is that faith and that belief then manifesting its presence in our lives? Furthermore, once we have experience with him, it is important then for us to be that star, his light bearer, carrying the gospel and revelation of him to others. And that is what truly the epiphany is about. Manifesting Christ Testifying about him to those that do not know him. I'd like each of us to look closely upon our own faith and our own relationship, our own experience with Jesus and then think about this. When you think about the star, the shepherds, the wise men and everything that happened there, what does it really mean for you? And how will that then bring a transformation in how you engage with his gospel. Are you prepared to be that star? That gospel bearer, the light bearer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that each of us, when we reflect on this, Lord, oh Holy Spirit, you pour your wisdom, your light into our hearts. 
so that it renews our understanding of this incident of why this is recorded in the Bible and how do we use it in our personal faith life. We ask for that edification in our spirits this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our personal needs, our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray in a special way for all those that are battling sickness and disease. For all families that are in battle, that are facing any kind of division and separation. We pray, Lord, for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. Especially that of prayerlessness, ignorance of your ways and your word. Of the wisdom that is hidden in your word. Of your revelation. Prayerlessness and poverty. <coughs> we pray also, Lord, for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends. Especially those that are not yet saved. Father, I thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this our prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, one with your Holy Spirit who also prays for us. We believe that we have already received an answer, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Kuyan 
Rianda Hasarakada, Kadarus <laughs> <laughs> 
In the mighty and all powerful name of Jesus. We release our faith, Lord, and we say amen. Thank you, Jesus. Scripture that was placed on my heart this morning is from Matthew 10, verse 40. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. And we have a scripture that is shared in the chat as well. This is from Jeremiah 29, verse 13, quoted from the NIV, where it is written. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections and Brother Savio's powerful reflections, the daily Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible study sessions, please share the links for people to join or you can share recordings as well. The links are the same for Zoom and YouTube links for all sessions are the same. And our recordings are available on YouTube, on our Facebook page, as well as on our Spotify podcast channel. And at the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes down from heaven chases and overtakes us when we align with him. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, it does in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead, everyone. Thank you, Rasul. God bless, bless everyone. God bless everyone. Thank you, Rasul.